Betches Media presents. Will you suck? I'm in. To fix this water problem. Sorry to this man. You can have a hundred people in the room. And I, oh, goodbye, Kyle. At Betches. Rise and shine. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the At Betches podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, assistant editor at Betches and host of the Mention It All podcast. I'm Danny Murphy, uh, co-host of Not Another True Crime podcast. And I'm Alicia Angelis, um, co-host of Do You Know Who My Dad Is and the account director at Betches. Guys, we have a lot to talk about today. Did you know that President Trump has COVID-19? Oh. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> We're going to... We're going to try to conjure up one or two thoughts maybe that we might have about that. We're going to talk about SNL's return for another season and how we feel about political content and comedy in a time of um, absolute chaos. I feel that's an accurate term. And we also have an interview with Danny and Amanda Duberman from the Betches Sup talking to the one and only Jojo, as in the singer Jojo that you've been obsessed with for like 15 years. I was jealous when I saw that you got to do that interview, but, um, yeah. you know, t- we, we got to divvy it up. <laughs> we got to divvy it up. I did, I did drunkenly stalk her publicist online. So like, it was very much like, it was my Hunger Games. <laughs> okay, it was your, it was your project. <laughs> I was Katniss. I Katnessed hard, yeah. Wow, okay. Before we get into today's show, we want to tell you what's happening at Betches. If you haven't noticed, we launched a brand new Instagram page, Betches Moms, a few weeks ago. And if you are mom curious or you want to know what it takes to get pregnant or maybe like raising an actual human, they are getting into it all over on Betches Moms, especially the parts that most people don't talk about. So follow at Betches Moms on Instagram because you don't want to trust anyone who makes this shit look easy. Alicia, tell us about your podcast. Yes, so The Betches Step is bringing you an eight-episode limited series to expose the connections you never knew existed. Um, This is basically a podcast all about dynastic nepotism and how white guys, white men typically got to their privileged positions of power without ever having really been qualified. So I am co-hosting it with Brian Russell Smith. It was his passion project where we talk about how inexperienced and unaccomplished children of powerful people basically get ahead. Um, It is wild and I've absolutely loved working on it. And (laughs) (laughs) episode five actually drops this Friday and we're doing a deep dive into media families, which is crazy. Um, Since I'm a media person, I thought it was kind of interesting, Um, but it's going to basically talk about the Murdoch family and then also the Ox Salzberger family, the family behind the New York Times. So you can tune into Do You Know Who My Dad Is every Friday right here on At Betches, along with the Betches Sup and Not Another True Crime Podcast. Ooh. And if you listen to any of those podcasts or this one, chances are you like one of them, I'm hopeful, or unless you just like to hate <laughs> listening to things. And if so, you have too much time on your hands. But if you want to show your love for your favorite podcast and just or give a gift to your friend, you have to go to shopbetches.com. There's such fun merch out for all different podcasts, not even podcasts, just everything in general. I have a Tiger King shirt I'm wearing for Halloween. I'm making Halloween happen. So go to <laughs> shopbetches.com and get something fun for you. I, I love my Betches merch. Always a good time. But guys, yeah. we must talk about what is going on in the White House right now, <laughs> a.k.a. White House COVID gate 2020. I, okay, so for, I want to know kind of what everyone's immediate thing was when you found out, because it was at like 1 a.m. Eastern time, and mm-hmm. I had been having trouble getting to sleep. And I like, I was like, I had put away my phone, and then of course I rolled over and like looked at my phone, and then that did not help me get to sleep. I will just not say, <laughs> I felt like, I like, couldn't sleep because I was like, there's just, what could happen? There's so many possibilities. I, I know. My first thought, I 100%, I was like, oh, these like TikTok teens are so smart. They're fooling me. I thought it was one of those like <laughs> fake trend things, like the blue yellow dress. And then I saw it was tweeted from his account. And then I was still was a little bit on the fence. I'm like, is he really sick? That was my first thought. I was like, is this really happening? Or is he just shouting words that he's heard into the void again? Mm-hmm. I also felt like work was just canceled on Friday. I like could not concentrate at all. I know. <laughs> I was, oh my God. <laughs> and I, I woke up in like a bundle of anxiety and was like, maybe someone is going to kill him at the hospital. We'll do it. 
Friday, Friday was a weird day because there was, there was like news, but at the same time, we weren't really hearing much. And then later in the day, he announced that he was going to the hospital just, you know, out of an abundance of caution. So he mm. could just work from work from hospital for a few days. Oh, WFH, yeah. <laughs> I really wish I could do that. <laughs> well, did you see what the hospital looked like? His, like, it's a whole presidential suite. Yes. I it's mean, like, I, it's a, <laughs> a six-room suite with, like, a boardroom and a full office. It's like, if it's, it's just, like, funny because obviously everything he does is tone deaf, but the fact that he's like, I'm going to go to the hospital just in case and not only that but like i can afford to go to the hospital but i also have like a wing to myself that looks like prettier than your house it's just like oh my god i never knew there was a presidential suite at the hospital i have i didn't either i mean it it does make sense uh but i was kind of shocked by that and the other thing i was shocked by was how infrequently he was tweeting during his hospital stay Mm -hmm. which is what made me realize that he actually was um, getting treatment because mm-hmm. he's like a, he doesn't like his phone being taken away from him. So he did. I kind of was like, okay, this is getting real. The my main issue though is I feel like there's so many unreported cases from it, and also uh, cases there that aren't these high-powered uh, politicians, like the people yeah. that just work at the White House. I'm like, are they okay? Right. Are they safe now because he's back at the White House? Like, what's happening mm-hmm. with that? Like, I can't times- imagine. They reported yesterday that members of the White House cleaning staff had tested positive. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of, you know, like health insurance those people have, like yeah. how they're even paid. Like I, of course, hope that everyone is, you know, well cared for at the very least. But it's like, I don't feel that confident that the White House cleaning yeah. staff is, you know, okay. Totally <laughs> like, yeah. Especially because COVID is back in their house now because <laughs> he did return. <laughs> Yeah, Alicia, it's just really what do you, scary. What do you feel about like going into the debate this week, the vice presidential debate, and then we have another one next week? I just don't even know what to expect. She just dry heaved. <laughs> 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 like you, you visibly just dry heaved thinking about the debates, which is so fair. Like I honestly feel like we've been through like enough trauma in the past like six months, and the last debate just like threw me in a horrible pit of depression, <laughs> and I was just like, this is just another wave of like the pandemic again. Um, but I think I am really excited about the VP debate just because I'm such a Mamala fan and. I just can't wait to see her legitimately light Mike Pence on fire. But (laughs) I think that this entire COVID thing is going to be so insane because like what leg does Mike Pence have to stand on? Like (laughs) Trump is fucking up. And I really feel as if it's pretty evident, like people know that the steroids that he's on are like for, or was on maybe, are like only for severe patients. Like nobody just like goes on steroids in the hospital. Yeah, I, I also think it's interesting too that it's the VP debate coming up because out of all the, all the people involved, Harris is the one, she's got the gut punch questions and she knows how to like push back. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Pence kind of lacks the uh, fanfare that Trump has in a debate. So mm-hmm. I feel it's going to be a very interesting time, her just hitting him with all these in, like intense, valid mm-hmm. questions and him just like, mother, where, where, where are my note cards? And like, it just falls yeah. a fucking part. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's, I hope it's a little less chaotic. Like than last week, I'm praying that they can like be civilized human beings, but I believe in them a little, maybe. Yeah, I do. That's the thing. Like, I don't, have any um, positive feelings about Mike Pence, but he is a lot more, I'll say, put together than his boss. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think we can all agree on the fact that like Trump's messaging after returning to the White House, like basically saying that we shouldn't let COVID affect us and like demeaning all the hundreds of thousands of families that have had to deal with people who have passed oh, and like. God. All of that was just so horrible that I feel like any person with like a frontal lobe would understand that that's not right. <laughs> not at all. I know taking it's the mask off is it, that's just like you're you knew that you knew the message you were sending doing yeah. that, and is that the message we need right now? Well, it's and the whole thing not. with the timeline is so weird because it's like if he tested positive on Wednesday or Thursday of last week, he should still have like over a week left of isolating. And obviously oh, yeah. he's been doing a shitty job of that already. But now that he's home from the hospital and allegedly feeling better, I feel like he just 
it, like isn't gonna care at all. He's, he's like, over. I'm good. He's over. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like so I did my little wonderful. hospital stay. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna live my life. And I mean, I feel as if after you have it, you're, you need to be like even so much more careful. Like I would think that maybe like, oh, now that it finally hit you, you were like, oh, you know what? Like it's real. Cause it happened to me. <laughs> like I was low key, like a small, 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 small part of me was like, maybe he'll turn around. <laughs> but... The definition of insanity is open for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alicia, um, I can't, I, you know, maybe. We'll see. Who knows? <laughs> you were the girl in Mean Girls who, like, baked the cake for everyone to be happy. Like, babe, the, the easy big oven is closed. That's not going on. Yeah, no. <laughs> I just you're need, like, Regina, like, one. <laughs> you're like, I think Regina secretly likes me deep down. <laughs> maybe he'll think the pandemic is real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I'm not getting super, I'm not getting super optimistic about what's going to happen in no. the next few months in terms of COVID. I... I don't know. We saw <sighs> some zip codes in New York are sh- shutting down again with schools and restaurants and stuff. And, mm. you know, those cases are creeping back up. And I just don't see, I don't see it being an easy time in yeah. the next few months. Um, my boyfriend's a resident in like further deep in Brooklyn in one of the zip codes. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> that like has like an 8% um, activity rate already. And I'm just like... <laughs> Royal that's scary okay yeah, yeah winter, no it's winter terrifying. is coming in a bad way yeah it's gonna it's oh yeah times again. yeah we decided we were getting a dog last week as a result oh okay a dog at least yeah. yeah this is breaking news i know i'm telling you know, on the pod do we know um any details about the dog yet or is it um yes so uh, we rescued it yeah, and he's a little boy. He's about two years old. We don't know his name yet, but oh I'm going to pick him up this weekend. And we met last week. I already have gotten to walk him and everything and make sure that I like him. But okay, basically, good. cases started rising, and I was like, bam, time for a dog. You're like, if I'm doing, if, I, if we're locking down again, I'm going to have a puppy. Like, yep. <laughs> my, yeah. my sister is fostering a dog right now, and... I, she lives in Atlanta and I just posted on my Instagram story this weekend, you know, just like in case anyone saw it. And some girl responded and like might adopt the dog. <gasps> Power of social media. You never know. Yeah, man. Um, if There's you're in no Atlanta. time like quarantine, like <laughs> Listen, we all know that scratchy PJs can make a cranky kid. I want my kids to be comfy when they sleep and are rested in the morning. And that's why I snuggle them up in Little Sleepies. Little Sleepies makes award-winning bamboo PJs that moms rave about. I am said mom. I am obsessed with Little Sleepies. They are so, so, so soft. I just got one that was the Checkmates Zippy for my son, Lucas. It's so adorable. And it's limited edition, so everybody go check it out. Little Sleepy's Zip Romper Pajamas, aka Zippies, the ones that I got, were designed with thoughtful details like fold-over feet, mittens, and a double zipper to make the the middle-of-the-night diaper changes easier. Made from the buttery, soft, custom-milled Luna Luxe Bamboo Viscose, their Zip Footy Pajamas are gentle on sensitive skin and babies with eczema. But what parents rave about the most? How long they fit. And Little Sleepies makes the best baby shower gift. They have inclusive sizing from preemie to adults 3X. There are also nursing and pregnancy-friendly styles available for adults. So try a pair of Little Sleepies today. Fair warning, you'll never go back. You can try Little Sleepies for yourself by visiting littlesleepies.com. Plus, get 15% off your order on littlesleepies.com with code BETCHES. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-L-E-E-P-I-E-S.com with promo code BETCHES. This weekend, SNL returned for its 40 something season. I feel like they're at like 46. It's been a long time. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I have mixed feelings. I watched the, of course, they did the presidential debate sketch as the opening. And I don't know, you guys. It's, I, I don't like, feel like, I don't need to relive it more than I'm yeah. living it right now. Yeah. I was very lukewarm on the debate coverage. I love Maya Rudolph as Kamala, usually, but I felt like this time she wasn't like as strong. Jim Carrey as Biden, I think is kind of hilarious. Like there are some yeah. hilarious pieces. I know. But then I just, overall, I was like- oh. I think I think his impression of, I think the impression is really solid. It's just like, I don't actually want to 
watch this right now. Well, I think because we're past the point where like, it's fu- like, it, sure, Alec Baldwin was funny in 2017. We're like, <laughs> Trump's tweeting about SNL. But now it's kind of like, I feel like we're past the point where like all those like surface level jokes that they're doing. And I feel like it's mm-hmm. time for, I personally always have, but I am preferring more like a Trevor Noah talking at you in a humorous way about what's happening and why you should care about it. Mm. And I feel like think humor like that is more important than being like, yes. <laughs> for like no literal reason. And especially like, cause it all, it's yeah. so flat. Well, and also I think the thing with politics right now is that it's like the Biden versus Trump stuff. It's like, that's so surface level and kind of uninspiring and it would be cool they could do political comedy that was a little more outside of the box or actually sending a progressive message or you know something with that but when it's i don't like i don't need to laugh at like the the joe biden sunglasses and you know Mm -hmm. it's it feels a little bit like pedestrian perhaps (laughs) it's also kind of funny too because now i think snl is at a harder uh level because i mean for a while there's been new voices coming out in different places that have kind of been i feel like having a better uh a way of interpreting the news and communicating with people and then you have someone with like totally amber ruffin and larry wilmore these people that actually have more point of views and uh more diverse opinions of things to say versus snl when if you break down the cast even though they are doing some changes it's still very much kind of the archaic snl of what it was where there's not a lot of differing opinions and there's not it's kind of just uh, Colin Josties of the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I think they have a lot of talented people in the cast, but it's like, I feel like maybe I would rather watch those people do their thing rather than a 13 minute sketch of the debate. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I honestly, after I saw the beginning, I am honestly just going to say, I didn't really end up watching the entire rest of the episode. I was like, okay, I think I'm good. <laughs> Oh, see, I'm an SNL person. I'm an SNL person where I never watch the episode all the way through. I just go to YouTube and watch the clips. And so I'm like, that looks boring. That looks fun. I like her. (laughs) I don't force myself to watch any SNL that I'm not excited about. Yeah. Yeah. The only only person that saved it, Meg The Stallion did save it. I loved her Savage. That was so good. And I also, I kind of was just like, oh, can she just have the slot for an hour? Like, I would have just watched her, like, shopping for groceries. Do you know what I mean? Like she had more, <laughs> like, I, like she's, I feel like she's just more entertaining than half of the people. I love a lot of the people on SNL, but not all of them. And that's just like, I feel like Megan Thee Stallion yeah. could host SNL. Like she's a yeah, great- I was shocked she's in But I would love to see her. I mean, she popped up in like one sketch, but she could she could pull a, a double duty. But yeah, she yeah. she sent out, you know, a message about respecting black women in her performance, which I thought mm-hmm. was really- it's important in general, but also she has such a specific tie to it. The way, cause, I mean, she literally got shot this summer and the way that it was covered was so, like, mm-hmm. gross. Disgusting, the lack of support from also her peers and also just the journalists in her field, just kind of using her as, like, headline fodder instead of, like, acknowledging that the woman was hurt, everything like that. I know, so I'm, I, I hate that she had to give a message like that, but of course she did because she showed us how perfectly she uses her platform, and I just love her. It's wild yeah, that like a year ago, we kind of barely knew who she was. Yep. <laughs> like, Hot Girl Summer was last year. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like she was kind of just like coming up and now she's I mean, like- speak for yourself, yeah, because I love Cognac Queen on her on her first EP, so that's really good. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. But like, she's everywhere now and she yeah. deserves to be. And- I didn't know her until Hot Girl Summer, which, yeah. That's <laughs> very not span. long ago. Nikki, Beyonce, uh, Cardi B, like she, like, do you retire now? <laughs> like she's she's collabed with everybody. Like, yeah, I, I don't she's know. She's a queen. I really love her. Uh, okay, Danny, what was what can we look forward to in your interview with JoJo? Um, me trying to hold any composure around her because she, well, I would because she's so cool. She's kind of like I feel like ever like after you listen to the interview, you'll have a crush on her. So you just like. So personable, so fun. We talked about how her like vegan lifestyle that she's been like leading on Instagram, which is really fun. Her new album. And most importantly, she just released a song that's the official Biden-Harris campaign song. Written by Diane. I mean. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) She went like, you go from aquamarine to democracy. Now that is (laughs) aquamarine. That's a career. (laughs) 
She has the range. <laughs> that is a career. <laughs> you perfectly. Oh my gosh. Guys, don't go anywhere because Danny and Amanda have their interview with JoJo. And thanks so much for listening. And you can follow me on Instagram at Dylan Hafer and at Bravo by Betches for all of the fun Bravo content you love. And you can follow me at Alicia B. Angeles. And you can follow me at, at Cashmere Danny, Cashmere with a K. We've all been there, trying to fit everything we might need for a trip, only to end up with a suitcase bursting at the seams. But with Base, there's room for everything. 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip? No problem. Deciding between a few pairs of shoes? Bring them all with Base. It is my go-to travel bag. I love that the bag expands because I'm a chronic overpacker, and it still fits in the overhead compartment. It just makes it so much easier to travel when I know there's a special place for everything. It makes me feel like a more organized version of myself. And I love that cushioned handle. I always get compliments on it, too, from anyone who's helping me with my bags. Base is thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360-degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the Weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash betches. Go to basetravel.com slash betches for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash betches. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Think of yourself like a bottle of sparkling water. Get too shaken up and you're eventually going to burst. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I love therapy. I've been to therapy for many years and I love that when I have a big problem, I don't have to wait and let it fester and let it get bigger. I can start bringing it up in therapy and talk through it before it becomes an even bigger problem. Figuring out how to find coping skills when I've encountered anything that triggers me or stresses me is one of the main things that I've really learned from therapy and has helped me so much in my life. It's helped me to be a better version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. All right, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Danny Murphy, and I'm joined with... I am Amanda Duberman, the editorial director of Betches Sup. And we have a very special guest with us this episode. I refer to her as the savior of modern music. We have none other <laughs> than that, that laugh you know because it's on key, Miss JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> Sup, betches? Yes, perfect. Hello. What up? Yes, I'm here it? to save modern music. What's up? <laughs> well, with that too, I want to say I want to say because I mean, obviously, 2020 did not go as planned for anybody this year. But I feel like you kind of had a different year than all of us. The only thing that got canceled for me was like a trip down to the shore. You had a whole concert and tour kind of get derailed a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I a mean, little bit. everything moved to, to next year. But yo, hey, it's not like it's just anything that I can take personally, because mm-hmm. everybody's plans were changed. So we just, yeah, changed things around. And I released an album this year in 2020. I didn't want to push it back because people need music now more than ever. I know I did. So yes. it really kept me sane also to be able to to put it out and then talk to my fans about it and stop obsessing over it because that's what we do as artists when we're making it. It's just like, okay, just put it out there. And then it becomes less uh, something you can obsess over. Yeah. You also very generously gifted us that amazing anti-COVID anthem remix at like what was the beginning and like the darkest time of the pandemic. <laughs> oh man, it gave us, we need, <laughs> we need it gave us light. I feel I'm like a real nostalgia for, for that moment, like finding that video, like, oh, <laughs> How'd she know what we needed? How did she know? Nostalgia makes people feel so warm and fuzzy and it maybe reminds us of a time where things were simpler because, I mean, so what you're referring to is I did a version of Leave Get Out um, and I was like, stay in right now. And I put that song out when I was 13. And let me tell you, sometimes I wish I was a child again. And I'm like, oh, I don't need to worry about this. 
bullshit. I could just, I know. you know, put off my responsibilities on other people. Not anymore. So nope. But also, I don't think I would want to be a child now because I don't think I could handle Zoom. No, school. me neither. I feel like that's too much. And like, if I had to be 13 on TikTok, I think I would just cry every day. It's too. I it's completely too, yeah. agree. Right. I mean. I think being 13 today in 2020 sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. You know, like you just get your, you're always on your device. You think that you're supposed to look like a filter. Ugh. You, you're, you're learning through Zoom. Everything is chaos all the time. <laughs> Everything is chaos. You see like the most, just the wackiest examples. Yeah, yeah it's, it ain't it. No. No, it's so, it's so hard. I feel like, I mean, at least I look like a Brita filter. I feel like I'm very boxy. So I'm going with that. That's the filter that I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm representing that and I'm hydrating. It's so key. Uh, but on top of, on top of releasing music though, you're keeping your fans fed musically and also literally, cause I've made recipes from your Instagram account, your Jojo sweet spot. I'm a fellow vegan girl. How are we doing? Yes. yes. Can you walk us through what like kind of inspired you to start that? Nothing would give me more joy right now than talking about food with you. Yeah. Uh, I love eating food and now I really love cooking it. So, and, and baking and mixology and just all things that are sensual. I realized that that is what I am, a sensual artist. So whether it's fragrance and combining things or, you know, different spices in the kitchen. So what inspired me was that obviously a lot of us, um, especially, do you guys live in LA? New York, yeah. NYC. Okay, yeah. so so New York has a culture of ordering out and going to different restaurants and stuff like that a lot. But that all changed this mm -hmm. this year when when COVID came into our lives. And I had a few cookbooks lying around. I had always been interested in cooking. I had an ex who was a really good cook, and I would kind of observe what he did. But he he used um, he he would eat meat. We would eat meat and dairy and all that stuff. And the more that I've learned and experimented with different ways of eating and saw what felt best for me. I had the most energy, how I felt most alive, how I felt sexiest, how I felt most vital, all that stuff. I, I realized that it, it, it was in more in line with a plant-based way of eating. So I got really curious. I just started going online, trying new things. And I had started this Instagram account, Jojo Sweet Spots, because when I was on tour, I wanted to make a like an, um, a notebook kind of a living notebook of different vegan restaurants that I was trying. So instead of trying vegan restaurants now, I was just trying out these different vegan recipes this year. And I just, I've like expanded my kitchen as far as um, I got like a cast iron skillet. I got a new set of knives, all these things that I never really thought would excite me, but that's 2020. It's full of surprises. So yeah. And I, I realized that it's, it's so cool being able to nourish yourself, know exactly what's going in your food, not using any preservatives, like making nut milks, making sauces from scratch, making, you know, um, just all different types of things and, and realizing it's very empowering. Yeah. As you're talking about this, I realized that like one of the big barriers for me, I do eat meat a couple times a week. One of the big barriers for me with cooking is that I just don't trust myself cooking meat. And so I'm just mm. sort of like, forget about cooking. But as you're talking, it's like, if I just removed that factor, I would, it would probably seem a lot less intimidating. And there's so many more it options is. that I would feel a lot more comfortable. Like, okay, it's just some vegetables and some grains. It's okay. Because yeah. I, I don't trust myself in preparing meat too. Maybe that was a part of the catalyst yeah. as to why I was like, you know what? I can do this. Because it's more dangerous also when you're preparing. Mm -hmm. Risky. It's risky when you're using meat. And you, you take that, that risk out. And um, I, I don't know if in New York you guys have access to farmer's markets. But I'm sure you do have local yeah. you know, yeah. produce places and stuff. I love doing that. I love cooking seasonally and locally. So I'll go to my farmer's market on Sunday, see what's up. And then you know, talk to the, pe the people that are growing it or whoever uh, is selling it and understand how they recommend that I best prepare this and what, what they would pair it with and stuff like that. I just love the whole sensual experience of smelling and tasting and trying and then sharing with my loved ones. Um, it's, it's cool. And, is and, 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 and it is less intimidating, like you said, when you remove right. something from it. Anything that could, yeah. And is there anything that you tried recently from the farmer's market or anything that you're like, okay, how the hell is this gonna taste? What is this? I was going to ask that. Yeah. And that you're like, oh, oh this is my yeah. obsession. Ooh. Yes. I am a shroom queen. I love shrooms. Ooh. Okay. I okay. love mushrooms. <laughs> uh, and there's this like shroom dealer at the, and I'm not talking about magic mushrooms, although those are wonderful too. I'm a huge fan, but I'm talking about, you know, just regular 
eating mushrooms. So there's like this thing called the lobster mushroom, which is on Jojo Sweet. Mm -hmm. It looks like a lobster tail and it kind of smells like it too. And there's also <laughs> this thing, but it, it's really weird. Like Google it and your, your mind is going to be blown. It's like a fungus that it's not a mushroom, but it's a fungus that grows on the mushroom that then looks like a lobster tail, but you, you eat it. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so wild. And, but one of my favorite mushrooms that I tried is called hen of the woods. And I coated it in aquafaba, which is the juice from chickpeas. Yo, meat eaters are going to look at me like, I'm crazy. Like, the, the juice the LA is jumping out. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm so changed. Everything's changed. Um, you coat it in like an egg substitute and then, you know, put it in like a breading like you would for a fried chicken and you fry it like the fried chicken. And it is so good. The consistency is so good. You put a lot of spices and paprika and, and vibes on it, and it's very, very good. Mushrooms are, I feel bad for people who don't like mushrooms because I just think they're so multi-purpose. And they do have that kind of like umami meat substitute quality to them. Yes, umami, so, one of my favorite words. Yeah, yeah, they're so good. And I kind of like, I see, so you'd be like, when I think of like artists or uh celebrities jumping into the food space. I think of Chrissy Teigen, obviously. Yes. And, but my thing is, cause I love her and I love how her approach to food is. But as a vegan, I'm like, girl, I love this like cheese and chicken dip, but like, I don't know what I'm going to do with it besides double tap it. Do you have any plans <laughs> to kind of like getting more into this, getting more inspired by it? Would you ever want to make a Jojo Sweet Spot cookbook? Anything like that? What's going on with that? I would. Do you think that people, do you think that there's like, a, a desire or a need for something like that. Not, not seven, a, you just but, yeah. you just blew yeah. my mind talking about a a mushroom that grows on a mushroom that you pan fry <laughs> in chickpea juice. So, girl, I think <laughs> I think you can write a book about it. <laughs> okay, look, I'm a curious bitch. I like to learn about different you know different mushrooms. There's so much things that just blow so many things that blow my mind about like what's possible with plants. So, I guess if I just inject some of my passion into a book that would be something yeah that'd be really fun I like I, I have a couple cookbooks that I'm looking at right now one called eat clean play dirty which is something I get a lot of good ideas from and then another one called plants only kitchen by my favorite vegan chef his name is um Gaz Gaz Oakley I think his thing is avant-garde vegan he's really cute and um so yeah you know what Maybe, maybe in the future, maybe Jojo Sweet Spot is a working cookbook already. Ooh. And then, uh, you know, I like that. it's a live so. cookbook. Yeah. I'm also imagining you on a first date now, just talking about like aquafaba. <laughs> you're just like, cause you get, you're so impassioned by it. And you're just like, <laughs> no, when you coat the chickpea. <laughs> it's so dip it. Don't be yeah. afraid to get your hands dirty. It's hard I'm, dating as a vegan. Yeah. So actually, to be honest, some of the reason why I've like gotten so passionate about this is because I've been seeing somebody who is also oh. vegan, but for health reasons, because there, there's a lot of benefit to taking control of what goes in your body and eliminating dairy and, and meat. And th there's, there's arguments on both sides, but that's my belief. And I wanted to show him that you didn't need to sacrifice excitement and deliciousness just because you're taking out meat. And, uh, and that, that's what's got me, that's been like a catalyst of being really creative and trying out new, like multiple new recipes a week. So most people's version of like telling somebody you can't sleep on a mattress on the floor, you got to get a bed is yours. <laughs> like actually vegan, vegan feed can be, food can be. Yo, I love that comparison. You're so right. I'm like, you, you have to eat more than french fries. We're always like, you know, you don't have to live like this, right? <laughs> I know. That's why, that's why they need us. They need us. Like, what are they going to do? They're just going to do the same thing. I'm like, no, no. Look how lovely this could be. Exactly. <laughs> it's a whole new world. Yeah. A whole new world. Our <laughs> coming to save us all. That was me singing, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so. You sound good, Danny. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I do vocal warm-ups. Yeah. Um, speaking of, so you mentioned that your tour was postponed, but you do seem to be really connecting to your fans during this time. Has that kind of been your way to connect to them without touring through Instagram and, and connecting virtually? Yeah, I've been more active than ever on social media because well, I think a, a lot of us have. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've all like, maybe we yeah, actually need to figure out yeah. what's going on. But for sure, because I, I would be on tour at this time. And I love that connection of just human to human, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or it's thousands of people and we're all 
having this shared experience and singing a song together and, and all that. So it's been really important and like very meaningful to be able to talk to people about whatever is on our mind, whether it's music or something beyond that. And my fans are just the most consistent thing in my life. They ride so hard for me. They are so passionate. They remind me of who I am to them all the time and who they, they think I am. And that makes me want to step up into that person. Sometimes when I'm feeling like, Oh, what's going on? You know, I'm like, <laughs> they, they see me as, as someone who is strong. So therefore I am strong. And is there a song, so when we eventually get to go back to touring and concerts, what song kind of with that are you most excited to sing with your fans? Like from the new album, Good to Know, or just in general? I am excited to sing. Yeah, it's gonna be really like, oh, when I get to perform uh, Good to Know because I haven't got to do that live yet. So that, that's what I'm anxious to, to do. I think the ballad on the album, Don't Talk Me Down, will be a, a real moment for us because my fans tend to really love a good vocal moment. <laughs> and I just feel like it'll be, it'll be raw, but it'll be dramatic as well. I can just see the, the audience now singing it back to me. Don't talk me down. Don't fill my head with doubt. I just know it's yes. gonna be, you know. Raw vegan vocals, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Some live lasagna. Come on, raw lasagna, yes, <laughs> living sun food. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So shifting gears, you also have some exciting news to share. A lot of people, a lot on a lot of people's minds is the election and you are involved mm -hmm. with the Biden-Harris campaign in a really awesome, fun way. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I kind of can't believe that my voice is going to be a part of this moment in history. Uh, my song, The Change, that Diane Warren wrote and asked me to sing wow. is the Biden-Harris campaign anthem. Oh. And I just can't even believe wow. it. Oh my gosh. I feel like we all, music is such a unifying force and we could all use a little bit of good feeling, a little bit of inspiration. So I, I hope that this song can be the soundtrack to getting out to vote and to not giving up hope that America can be something that where everybody it's truly equal where they're safe, where they're respected. And I just have, it, 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 we got to do better. And, and that's what the song is about, about taking personal responsibility in first changing yourself and then being that change you want to see. As, as, as corny as that might sound, there's a reason why it's said time and time again. You know, we, we have to first, take accountability. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BETCHES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code BETCHES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, and use code BETCHES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. 
Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm Betch's co-founder, Aileen. And as you may know, we have been in the media game for a minute. And between meetings, podcasting, dinners, etc., I need a wardrobe that works with me, not against me. And that's why Lee is a staple in my wardrobe. I recently got this white jacket, jean jacket from Lee, and I got their button down. I must say that the quality is very, very good because when you wear a button down, it is very difficult to find one that doesn't kind of come apart. And this one is not only very soft and comfortable, like I can move my arms around, but I really, really like it. It just looks really cute. And it's like Western, Western's so in right now. And then I also love the white jacket I got. It's like off white, but it has this blue stitching and it's like, I'm going to wear it over the shoulders, perhaps on my vacation. I'm just really into it. And Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. It's a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG and what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, that's L-E-E.com, that's L-E-E.com to shop spring looks now. Can you walk us through, like, what is the, what goes through someone's mind when Diane Warren calls them and says, hey, sing this song for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris? Like, what is the, what is the immediate thought process? I was... <laughs> I was leaving the grocery store, um, so many vegetables, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and Diane called me and I'm like, she was like, Joe, because I've known her since I was 14 years old. This is like a friend and, and mentor, and I, I really appreciate her and her singularity in this industry as well. No one is like her, and she is an absolute force. Um, and when she told me what the intention of the song was and that it was possibly going to be a part of this this moment and the Biden-Harris campaign. I was just like, Diane, send me the song right now. And she sent it to me and I went to her studio the next day and cut it because this is not the time oh. to be, this is not the time to be on the fence. This is not the time to be silent. This is a time to do what we can and what I can do is sing. So I feel like it's easy to, to be disillusioned, to feel paralyzed with fear or overwhelm, but th this was an opportunity for me to do something positive in, in, in the direction that I, I wanna see us going. So it was a no brainer for me. But, yeah. but it, it's, it's an honor. I think what you were asking is like, how crazy that Diane Warren calls oh. you. It's still weird every single time, even oh, no. though <laughs> I've been in this game for so long. It's still like, what, me? Oh, it's yeah, what, do you, what would you say to your fans who, like you mentioned, there are still some people that are just on the fence about voting at all. And with that, you know, what inspires you most about this moment and this, this Biden-Harris campaign? Being a part of a few protests this year actually made me think a lot about voting in the sense that sometimes we think that our one vote doesn't count, but it's that mindset that, can be cancerous and spread through a community or spread through a friend group or whatever. And that's the problem. And, and it's the same mindset of if I thought that my single body and energy didn't count in that protest, then perhaps lots of people would have thought that. And then we wouldn't have come out in the numbers that we did to make our presence felt and to show with our action and and um and with our presence that we're not going to stand for things that we we need to see a change that black lives matter and that we're not standing for the status quo any longer so i was just kind of comparing the two so mm -hmm. i i think that we all need to take that personal responsibility that if we are above the age of 18 it's just something you have to do, period. You have to vote. You just have to. You don't get to complain and talk shit if you don't vote. Like, shut shut up. <laughs> get out right now. 
Truer words never spoken. <laughs> never spoken. <laughs> Do you feel that, you know, you mentioned that you have fans that, and I feel like I even know this just from being a casual fan observer of your fandom who have been with you and have really stuck by you and grown with you. Do they feel like yeah. they've grown with you in this, in this same way? Are you having conversations with people about the, the meaning of this moment that, you know, have been in your life for a long time? Yeah, a lot of my fans from what I see are feeling just discouraged and nervous about the future of this country. I have a lot of fans in other countries who can't believe that this is what's yeah, going on in yeah. America and, and thought that we were in a different place. And uh, it's just a stark reminder that we're not. So, um, but yeah, I mean, look, yeah. not everybody's going to agree with the stance that I took. And that's something that we, I have to accept as I get older, that I'm not a pizza. I'm not going to satisfy everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but you satisfy most people because pizza's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think that's so uh, important too, because I feel like, especially a conversation that's been happening now with people in the public eye that have a fan base that rely on support from people that want to get something from them. People are kind of like, I'll tread lightly, you know, I'll do a little bit. And I love so much that you're kind of like, no, this is not a, I'm, I'm telling you how I'm feeling. I'm a person along with the person you listen to and I'm letting everyone know because it also helps your other fans who are being affected right now who need to know, like, does this person that I admire support me or care about me? Absolutely. I mean, I want to be an ally, not just in speech, but in action. So it's really important to me that I, stand right next to my LGBTQ brothers and sisters, with my black and brown fans, with my friends and family who are people of color, who are telling me directly how they're being affected and disrespected and feel in danger and feel just uh, a serious sense of unease and inequality in this country. And I don't want to just talk about it. You know, I want to somehow be a part of seeing that, seeing the tides turn. Yeah, absolutely. So on another note, let's, let's imagine a time where it's the holidays of 2020. And oh, made that it. sounds we so made good. It. We might have a, a Biden-Harris president VP elect. Maybe we can have tiny gatherings with people we know have been tested <laughs> anyways. So you're not done with this year. You've already done so much we've talked about, but can you tell us a little bit about a holiday EP? Yes, in the spirit of Mariah Carey. <gasps> I am yes. putting this yes. <gasps> No, it, we, we, I just honestly look up to her and she has certainly inspired me in many ways. And one of the ways is that I wanted to write some original Christmas music. So half of this album is original and the other half are classics. And the album is called December Baby because I'm a December baby. I was born in December, on December 20th. And I am so proud of this project. It's one of the most fun things that I've worked on. And it's, it's what Christmas feels like and sounds like to me. It's, very soulful. There's some longing in there. It's mad festive. And, yes. and there's just, it fills me with so many good feelings. I've sent it to my closest friends and the reaction from them is exactly what I hope my fans, you know, have, because it's just, we could use something that makes us feel good, especially at the end of this year. And yeah, I'm really excited to share it with people. And uh, we know that you're an East Coast baby originally, but now mm -hmm. you're out in LA. And I, I can't imagine that, <laughs> yeah. Um, and LA Christmas feels kind of like very weird to me, kind of because I'm so used to like snow and trees and stuff like that. Do you do any holiday traditions that kind of make it feel a little extra like Christmas for you? Or the holidays in general? I have, um, I don't know why I just looked, but because I, I would normally hang, hang them right here. I'm like, you're but decorated I, early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have, what are those called? Stockings for me and my mom and my dog. And I think I'm going to get a cactus and decorate a cactus and do I love some it. just like weird LA shit. Yeah. You know? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. And, but I don't know. I don't really have like strong uh, independent traditions yet because. For most of my 20s, I've been going home to Massachusetts and 
and celebrating with my family there. But now that my mom's moved out here, I need to figure out what my personal tradition is going to be. And I'm turning 30 at the end of this year. So I want to like start being an adult who like sends out Christmas cards and like does cute things. And I want to start baking like gingerbread. So what I'm telling you is that my traditions are in progress. Oh, I like that. This just came to my head, a crystal tree instead of a Christmas tree, because that's very LA. Oh, fuck off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. My, my brother moved there two months later. He's sending me pictures of crystals. I'm like, you're from New Jersey. Calm it down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm still not really about that crystal life. No. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not above it or beyond it, but it just doesn't resonate with me, really. <laughs> House of intuition, queen. And um, I feel like the final thing I want to ask, or unless Amanda, you have other questions too, is- No, I want you to ask this one. When I was prepping for this interview, I was watching YouTube videos, and then I fell down a different rabbit hole of the (laughs) Mariah Carey live backstage videos that she does. And you were in one of them, and you were just talking your love for Mariah. I mean, I know you've been in the industry for so long, but what is is that moment like? Tell us- That's my childhood. That's That's my childhood. That's- that's like why she, and why I say that, she is why I sing. She is the, the prime example. I just watched her interview with Oprah and I was just like, thank you for being exactly who I've always wanted you to be. You're so real. You are so humble, so in tune. I just, you're so resilient. She's the one, she's, she's amazing. And um, to get to have that, to get to like sing in the same space as her, harmonize with her, it's a dream come true. I want more, I wanna do a song with her. But it was a great, it was a great, um, such a validating moment for me. Uh, the, the kind words, the encouragement that she had for me, I'll never forget it. I'll never not appreciate that. Wow. <laughs> what a moment. You know, it's just, it's, it's just cool when your idols are exceed your expectations. I love that. Yeah. I know. I'm so excited Very for that special. book. I'm going to read that ASAP too. That, yeah. She, has Same. she sent me one. Ah, oh my God. That, like, like she knows where you live. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It's really mind blowing. Oh my gosh. Well, besides reading that, well, you're going to be doing that, but everybody else, they should be listening to the change when it comes out because I'm so excited to stream that and hopefully yeah. inspire. It's, it's out. It, it came out. Friday the second, so go go stream it, listen, and I hope I hope you like it. I hope it makes you feel good. I love it. And then on top of that too, when we get through the rest of every, when we get through November, because we will get through it, despite it feeling so far away, December baby will be there too to just get us a nice like little like vegan eggnog buzzed, which is all I need. <laughs> <in the world. laughs> yeah, yeah. And Jojo, where can people like follow you more if they just want to hear you talk about this kind of stuff all the time? I am Jojo. That's where I am on uh, across socials. Great. Awesome. Thank you so, so much for your time. This is awesome. This is so fun. Thank you guys. You guys were really fun. And congratulations on your engagement. Thank you so much. That's so nice. (laughs) I'm so, I'm waiting. Bye. (laughs) Any day now, Danny. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to At Betches, guys. And we'll be back with another episode next week. Batches.